Hey guys, I'm Mark Potter. Welcome to another episode of Brushstrokes, a podcast powered by Canvas Magazine. Guys, today's episode is brought to you by my friends at Slayton Insurance. That's S-L-A-Y-T-O-N-I-N-S dot com. Slayton-I-N-S dot com. They are headed by a gentleman by the name of Robert Slayton, who is in fact my guest today. And Robert is actually a best-selling author and renowned expert on healthcare. As you can imagine, for your business, it is one of the most daunting line items that you have to deal with. It is riddled with rising costs, riddled with confusion, and probably weighs you down as much as hiring good people in this day and age. Healthcare is one of the few things that probably has yet to be completely disrupted, and Robert and his team are taking the lead on it. He actually has written multiple books. He's a best-selling author in this category, and his most recent one is called The Healthcare Manifesto. It shows how employers like you can reduce their benefit costs up to 40%, while at the same time providing better healthcare outcomes for their employees. The coolest thing about Robert and his team is that he's got a very, very different bend on this. He, he is very focused on doing the right things and supporting your employees. Now, granted, everybody obviously wants to make money in this world, but if he does the right things, if he gets your employees the right health care and, in fact, lowers your costs in a way that allows you to reinvest back in the business, then everybody wins. I have yet to have a conversation with someone in this category for your business, and so it was very, very enlightening. I've gotten to know Robert, and I'm super, super excited that he has agreed to take some time and, and chat with us. So without further ado, I want you to give a listen to my conversation with Robert Slayton. He is CFO and strategist at Slayton Insurance, and again, you can find him at slaytonins.com. Robert, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And um, I'm super excited for the audience to learn more about this heavy burden of healthcare costs and how we can think disruptively. I, I know you're the, the guy to help them do that. So let me ask you right off the top to give us a little background on you and some of the, you know, the books you've written and, and why um, your message matters. Okay. Uh, been in business 20 years and, um, you know, things are pretty, pretty much status quo. And then this little thing called the Affordable Care Act happened, which uh, really upended a lot of things. I mean, to tell the truth, the cost of health insurance was going up anyway, but my feeling is it just kind of dramatically accelerated it and, and also changed what pots the insurance companies were getting money from. And so at that point in time, it's like, you know, you don't have control. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, as a business owner, I'm trying to run my business. I don't have control over what's going on. And I got very frustrated and I started looking around, seeing what's out there. 
connected with a gentleman on LinkedIn who I thought was doing a good job. Said, hey, can I pick your brain? He says, well, there's this event two weeks from now. Why don't you come and you check it out? And um, the night before, I messaged the, uh, the, the person who's putting on the event. He responded about 2 a.m., said, yes, there's room. Why don't you come? So I booked a room and started driving at 5 in the morning to go down to Nashville, which is about seven hours away. And that's really what, what started it. And it, I just, it's, it's so frustrating as a business owner to not have control over such a large line item on your balance sheet. And oh, and by the way, people are frustrated because they're not getting the care they want or they're not getting good quality doctors. And, and then there's super expensive medications. How do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating to me. And so we need to give control back to both the employer, but also give tools to the employees so they can get the care they need at the price they can afford because about 80% of employees who have health insurance, most of them are carrying some form of medical debt, right? They're paying it off. Well, that's that ain't right, right. in my opinion. We, we need to do something about that. And so through this whole process, um, I, I found a, a, a like-minded group uh, that are on the bleeding edge pretty much but we can we can help bring control back to both the employer and reduce the cost and also the employees you know who are you going to see and so in that process i the, the first book i i co-authored was next generation healthcare with other with other thought leaders and then um and that was in 2018 and from there in 2020 got again, you get incredibly frustrated. So I wrote a two-page manifesto, which morphed into this, the healthcare manifesto book. And that's really the seminal that kind of explains what's going on and how it works. And then um, last year, I realized people don't read. And so I created a little book of healthcare questions where it's just questions you can ask your broker, you can ask your health plan to help give you a better idea of what you actually have because most people don't understand it. Even right. if you have an attorney review a contract, they're looking for s- certain items um, about liability and other things like that. They're not looking for the pieces that actually drive the cost. And that's that's where, where a consultant um, or a healthcare advisor comes in who kind of knows the pieces that, that are going on. So that's where it is. And, and we've been able to do some, some really cool things um, to, to, to really reduce cost and give control. And, um, and so that's, that's kind of what, what prompted me to do this. Right. Right. You know, with regards to the the current landscape, um, you know, it's going up, right. Average is eight to 10% year over year. Mm -hmm. The average owner is going, Oh man, that's coming up. That's three months away. Geez. Have we budgeted for it? Do we know how much it's going to cost? You know, and and it it's like this magic thing gets dropped on your desk that you have to manage and you don't know how to manage it because they they tell you you have no control. You can do a little bit. Right. So if it's 12 percent, you know, they're going to manage it and they kind of get it to, let's say, 10 or 8 percent. It's quote unquote under trend. Trend is a made up number, by the way, uh, even if they, they tell you otherwise. 
and people feel happy, but you still have 8% higher. That's crazy. Right. And so, um, so it's just going up and the affordable care act has made it worse because there's something called the medical loss ratio. What that says is that insurance carriers can only make a profit of, of 15% on the large group, 50 or more employees, 20% on a smaller group. So 20 cents out of every dollar taken in, they can keep 80 cents has to go out or 85 cents has to go out. Okay. So I want you to think about this, right? What's the insurance companies? A lot of them are publicly traded. And so their number one, um, Actually, let's let's rewind. You're going to cut this, right? We'll we'll cut it back. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm I have three different thoughts. That's my issue. So we're going to start with this thought. So, for example, so if if a certain procedure costs ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, the insurance company can tack on fifteen hundred dollars for their own profit. Make hmm. sense? Yep. So if they allow that procedure to cost $20,000, they get to tack on $3,000, you know, doesn't take any extra effort on their, their part, but they just made twice the amount of money. And if you look at the costs, right, of, of, of it, it, they're, they're just, there's no incentive for them to really rein in the costs because it's, it's a pure pass on or pass through to the employers, to the employees. So you have higher deductibles, higher premiums. Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of the way it works. And then the secondary thing that's happened is there's some, you know, you, you have medications, right? Mm-hmm. And so medications are brokered by the pharmacy benefit manager. That's the middle person between the manufacturer and the employer or insurance company kind of a thing. And their their job is to buy the drugs at wholesale and resell it to you. Um, for less money than you get if you go directly to them. The, the the problem is that that's where the majority of the profits are made for a lot of insurance companies. If you look at the fourth quarter for United Healthcare profit and loss compared to to the the, the health insurance part versus the OptumRx, which they own, OptumRx made more profit and there are a lot less employees. And it, it's outside of this medical loss ratio model. And that's what's going on. So the profits are going up, you know, just follow the money. Right. And so, you know, everybody, if you think about it, even 10 years ago, people saying, oh, this, this is unsustainable, right? Oh, we can't afford these premiums increases. It's unsustainable. Yet we're still sustaining it right now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And it keeps going up. And, and there, there doesn't look like to be an end end in sight if you stick in the traditional model. Um, and so that's where it is. I don't, I don't foresee insurance cost, health insurance cost changing at all. The trend is still going to be the trend. It's still going to go up and, you know, we have inflation now, so I wouldn't be surprised if it goes up higher. And when I say trend, I mean the cost of the medical procedures and everything else within that, mm-hmm. which is different from the trend that the insurance company says, because the trend that the insurance company has is padded with a bunch of other things. Um, so uh, it, it's just going to go up. It's yeah. just going to go up. Well, and it makes it, it makes it so hard already in a space where people are struggling to hire people, 
you've got these yeah. exorbitant costs that 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 burden on small mid-sized independent business owners like commercial printers that mm-hmm. are already struggling to find great people mm-hmm. and now you've got this added burden so the landscape is pretty rocky and i guess my question to you is what does next gen strategy for healthcare costs look like it's a great question so just to step back a little bit health insurance companies design plans to make a profit the reason why is because their shareholders are the people they have to report to so it's not designing a health plan that works for you or me and it works for them. So what NextGen does is it puts the employer and the employee in the middle of that equation because the objective is not to make a profit, right? It's it's to get good health care at an affordable rate. That's it. There's nothing more to it. And so there are different things that we can do by designing a health plan to reduce the cost 20, 30, 40% and keep it flat. For, for one or two or three or more years. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one example is um, the average uh, spend, you know, if, if you're if you're spending $100,000 a month on your health insurance premiums, right? That's what you're paying to the insurance company. About 20% of that goes towards your pharmacy, right? So 20% of the cost of insurance is, is the pharmacy, 20 to 30%. So if we bring in a different pharmacy benefit manager that's um, a fiduciary or fiduciary compliant, which means they work in the best interest of, of the employer and the employees, um, we can easily, easily cut that cost in half up to 90%. Let's just say you cut it in, uh, in half at 50%. Mm-hmm. So what that means is if 20% of the cost of your insurance is pharmacy and you cut that in half you've just saved 10 percent. that's pretty good yeah oh and by the way the employees still get the same drugs from the same places there 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 really isn't a big change at all other than we're using a company that it's not just a pure profit to maximize their profit it's about working with the employer so that's just one one of the many things that that we can do. Right. So, what do you think when it comes to small business? If that um, you know, like commercial printing, that in fact, what are some of the assumptions that get these businesses in trouble? What are the traditional assumptions? Um, because there are right, there are a bunch, right? There, there are so many. How many hours do we have for this podcast? Right. <laughs> um, so first off, that they don't have control, that uh, because we we've we've been told for thirty years, hey, here it is. The only thing we can do is raise the deductible, an out of pocket maximum, raise the employee's contribution, uh, or switch insurance carriers from from this carrier carrier A to carrier B. Well, that's not true. That's that's the the least efficient way of doing it. Um, you do have control. Uh, as a matter of fact, you should treat it like any other line item. You know, if you're going to do, uh, if you're going to buy paper, right, you're not going to just allow your your buyer to go out and says, you know, here's this, here's your, here's the company credit card, 
right? Mm-hmm. You can you can buy paper from anywhere for any price, and and you know, who, who cares about quality? You wouldn't have it happen. But that's exactly what we do in the traditional world. Everybody wants a card with a logo on it, right? Because they think the logo is going to take care of them, and the answer is they don't, right? If you call them up, if you call up any of the major insurance companies and say, hey, I need the best oncologist that treats this kind of leukemia. The best that they can do is say who's in network and not because they have non-steerage clauses. They're not allowed to tell you who's best if they even know. Well, you know what? Wouldn't it be good to have somebody who actually has that data to, to guide you to the best oncologist? who specializes in that area or maybe get a second opinion and that kind of stuff. Do you think it'd be a better outcome? Do you think it'd be lower cost? The answer is yes, it would be mm-hmm. because if you treat it at the right, you know, if you get the right diagnosis and the right treatment in the right place, um, it's going to be less expensive. And you know what the employee or their family is going to be healthier and happier. And so, so that's, that's another uh, assumption is that, um, you know, there the, that the that the company's gonna take that the the insurance carrier is gonna take care of them. Mm-hmm. And again, we give them that that card, the unlimited credit card, where they can go anywhere and spend any amount of money on any quality service. And right. frankly, that doesn't make much sense to me. You know, it would be better to to allow a person to go to a doctor, you know, if they're a good quality doctor, wouldn't that be good? Right? Yeah. So yeah. And so, so you, you, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and so getting over those assumptions, getting, getting to a mindset that you can actually control this is obviously the first big step. Mm-hmm. The flaws that you see in this current system that you are able to help create some clarity and some efficient what are the what are those main flaws for for that small businesses need to understand in the current system um well number one if you're if you're on a plan that you just pay the premium and and that's it well you're paying for services that may or may not be incurred right Mm -hmm. so if you think about it part of what you're paying for is the claims that are incurred Mm -hmm. so if, if you're just with a, a regular name brand carrier and you don't have uh, an alternate funding kind of a, a situation where you actually have visibility into the claims, they're going to ask you to pay 100% of the claims, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whether they're incurred or not. Oh, and by the way, if you had a really great year, your renewal is still higher. If you have a really horrible year, your renewal is even higher than that. Whereas if you if you switch and you take some of the risk on yourself and have it fully reinsured, right? Mm-hmm. You only pay for the claims that you're incurred. So that means if you have a good year, you know what? You save a lot of money. If you have a bad year, it's fully reinsured and and you you are good. And so that's um that that's one possibility. And so um ask the question again. Other I'm just talking about right? the, yeah. Well, talking about the flaws in the system that you can that you guys have history in terms of un uh, uncovering, if you will, the flaws in the system. Got and, it. And yeah. Okay. So quality number one, the, the system is not transparent mm-hmm. in quality or cost. 
And so that's, that's, that's a huge flaw and we need quality scores, right? right. In my personal life, um, I needed foot surgery. I went to a podiatrist, right? He looked, he did x-ray, says, yes, you're a candidate for surgery. And they referred me to um, a person who does the surgery within their medical group. Mm -hmm. Well, the first podiatrist I went to, I, I because of the nature of, of, of who I am and what I have, I can get quality scores for all the doctors. And so the first podiatrist I went to was 94 out of 100. And it's an aggregate score that includes a lot of different things. This other person I went to who he referred me to for surgery um, was 11.1 out of 100. And it's like, I'm not going there. I can't. I, I, you know, there's a high probability it's not going to work. And, uh, and the thing is that first podiatrist, you know, 20 years ago, they could refer to anybody. Now they have to refer within their medical group because they make extra profit and incentive for doing that. Mm -hmm. And so that that's a flaw right now. So if you work with a big, large medical group, just realize they're only allowed to refer within the group, regardless of the quality. And, you know, the hope is they give you a high quality person, but you don't know that. So the lack of transparency, big medical groups can only refer within their group because that's how they make money. Um, the pharmacy, um, this is the, the, it's the wild west. You, you might think there are rules and regulations around it, but I guarantee you, if you read the component in your contract, it says we do not act as a fiduciary, which means they act in their own best interest to maximize their own profit, mm -hmm. not helping you. And so, um, you know, a lot of times they'll, the, the doctor will, will have a really expensive drug and it's just approved. There's no step therapy anymore. It's very rare that you get that. Or the drug is just flat approved, even if it's uh, you know, not necessarily exactly what it's it's intended for. And and that needs to go the other way. We need to make sure that it's it's the best, most effective prescription. So right. pharmacy, um being able to have clarity into your into your um um spend and and your claims so you get to see it because if you see that you have you know five or ten people who are who have diabetes you might not know the names of the people mind you but in aggregate let's say you have six percent of your population has diabetes which is not uncommon by the way um what happens is um you can, you can put together a communication strategy. You can go out and you, you can have, you say, hey, you know what, are you compliant with your medication? Maybe you can, you could, on our plan, we can set it up to give diabetic medication for free, right? Mm -hmm. Just use it because we have control. We're not beholden to the insurance company who's not going to allow us to do stuff. Right. So we have control over doing what's best for the employees. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, if the, if the employee, if the company, uh, the insurance company denies a procedure, the employer can make a decision whether they want to cover it or not. Right. Because they have control. Oh my goodness. I, I'm, I'm a control freak. If you hadn't noticed, <laughs> I like control. So sorry. That's good. Well, it's, it's fantastic. And you know, I think the biggest thing is to, it's refreshing to hear someone like you who realizes that you got to focus on doing it the right way and doing the right thing. And, and you and I have actually talked about that before and that, 
too often these organizations put profit before the care. And mm-hmm. if you put the care and you do things the right way, that other stuff will take care of itself. Right. And so, yep. um, and quite honestly, you're seeking wins across the board, right? If you, if you take care of the employees, if you're focused on that, you know, your people will be happier. You can lower the cost for the the business. And yes, you know, you, you guys can make money too, but, but everybody across the board is, is enriched in that way. And, mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. and that's refreshing. And, and, that's the mindset that I believe needs to happen. T- tell me before I let you go about, um, give me a couple anecdotal success stories. I know yeah. you've done a lot of work and I know that not every situation is, it's not a cookie cutter, right? I mean, you customize and, right. and that's that comes from kind of your empathetic uh, mindset, right? That you're, you go in, you seek understanding yes. and, um, but that's what you do, right? You cr- you go in there, you craft something customizable, yes. and and you're seeing success, right? Yeah, and it's a it's a three year three to five year ramp, right? We're not going to go in and put everything in at once because, you know, employees don't know what's going on. They need constant education so they can really use the plan to their best ability. And, you know, imagine, so if you cut your cost 20% and give part of that back to the employees, you could lower their premiums, you could lower their deductibles, you could, there are some plans where if we do like a bundled surgery, which means instead of going to the hospital and spending $50,000 on a knee replacement surgery, you go to a bundled surgery and they charge $10,000. Well, you know what? We could forgive the employee's deductible and out-of-pocket maximum. They get the surgery at no cost to them. That's right. pretty cool. When the average person can only afford $500, that's all they have um, for, for emergencies. That's awesome. And, you know, let's just give one example. So I have, I have one employer. They had about 40 employees. Um, they were struggling financially. And, um, and they said, what can we do? And so we, we put in a lot of these uh, next-gen um, techniques and so we were able to put in a medical management company so people had issues, had a, you know, they had diabetes or they had cancer. They could, they could guide them to the rest, right places. So that's number one. We put in a concierge service where if, if they, you know, if they get a bill and they don't understand it, they can call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, how does my insurance handle this? They can help, right? Just assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24-7 telemedicine, and we reduce their cost. When this is just 40 employees, we save them $175,000 first year. And that, that includes the extra expense for these extra pieces. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we went from a $2,500 deductible plan to a zero deductible plan. You know, just co-pays and, and co-insurance. I, I think that's a win. Oh, and by the way, they've been on the plan for more than four years, they're not even back up to the renewal in 2019. So I want I want you to think about that. Think about how much money we've saved them over four hundred thousand dollars so far. What could you do with that money? Mm-hmm. Right? You know, obviously they gave a portion back to the employees. They kept everything the same. Right? Employees haven't paid a stitch more, and and the plan design is the same over the past four years. That's pretty cool. And you know you can you can use it 
to, to buy a new printer, right? Digital printers don't last as long as, as the old printers did. Right. And uh, you could use it to hire another employee. You could use it so many different ways, you know, spot buy on paper, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. And, um, and that's pretty, pretty cool. Very but cool. again, you have to give you have to give part back to the employees. Yeah. At the same time, you don't you're not allowed to keep it all, because uh, you know that's that's not the way it works in this world. You got to you got to take care of your employees because frankly, if you're the CEO and CFO, guess who your boss who your who who's your boss? It's your employees or your mm. boss. Absolutely. And and that's the way I feel. And um, so it's exciting. You do have control. We can do stuff. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's super cool. And I think it goes a long way in, in um, beyond cost control and, and, you know, the fiduciary responsibility of the business. Uh, it sets mm-hmm. a, it sets the right culture. So um, this is great, Robert. I, you know, I really appreciate it. Tell me, tell uh, the audience how they can find you and, um, and get in touch with you guys. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, website is slaytonins.com s is in sam l-a-y-t-o-n as in nancy i-n-s short for insurance.com if you want to have a brief call upper left hand quarter book uh schedule an appointment just schedule 15 minutes and we can have a chat if you want to read any of my books just um i would just say google the healthcare manifesto robert slayton It'll pop up. That's the book that that opens the hood and does it. Or you could just do the little book of healthcare questions by Robert Slayton. Google that. And it's a really small book that has a bunch of questions, including what some of the suggested answers should be. Right. Um, just just to 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 kind of get the get the juices flowing and and kind of get a better understanding. Cause this is this is new for people, but it's sure. just like Moving from four color printers to digital printers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you had early adopters and you had late adopters, but eventually everybody had to move. Um, right. I feel the same way about this. So you can either do it now or you can do it later. The question is, how much is it going to cost you to wait? Yeah. That's it. Well, everything needs to get disruptive and you need people who are are not just experts, but thoughtful about it. And I think that's the biggest thing with you is that you've got, a um obvious clearly an expertise in it but the fact that you've done it and and you're disrupting in such a thoughtful way and and disruption always should occur with the marketplace right it's not about hey here i got this better mousetrap it starts with the mice themselves it starts it starts with and i think that's the biggest thing so that's super super cool so um i just can't thank you enough for for taking some time and and um and I think this is a major, major issue that 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 our readers should be uh, diving into. Yeah, well, thanks for the opportunity of chatting with you. You got so, it. Thank you, yeah. Mark. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Robert Slayton. My thanks to him for taking some time to not only join me but to enlighten us all on the opportunity that exists in healthcare. We really and truly understand that it is one of those line items in your business that is weighing you down. 
It is something that comes up every year. Your costs are always skyrocketing and it's time for it to be kind of disrupted. And who better than someone like Robert, who is a leader in this category, who has not just a passion for it, but has obviously displayed remarkable expertise in his books. Again, if you want to learn more about Robert, check out his books. Just Google Healthcare Manifesto. He's also written Next Generation Healthcare. And I think you'll get a kick out of him. He's even got a short book where he just simply asks questions and it's a great diagnostic of your business and where you're at with healthcare. But more importantly, check him out at slaytonins.com. That's S-L-A-Y-T-O-N-I-N-S.com. And I think that you'll be happy you did. You can reach out to him and, and, and it may even take just a 15 minute call with him or one of his team to uh, get an understanding of, of where you guys can in fact save some money. My thanks to all of you for listening. We're super appreciative. Canvas continues to do what we believe is the content that matters. It's all about you. It's about how to sell better. It's how to market your business better. It's about strategy. We're not doing speeds and feeds. We're doing the content that we think allows you to find a better version of yourself. So as always, my thanks to you. And as always, be the buffalo. Thanks for listening.